The American South and Midwest have some striking differences, but they have shared one thing in common lately, severe weather. While much of the U.S. has been dealing with extreme heat, these regions have been hit with dangerous storms. A severe thunderstorm hit Chicago Sunday night and produced two tornadoes in the suburbs, at least 130 homes damaged, making this the most destructive storm to hit Chicagoland since at least 2015. Severe weather also brought tragedy to Butler County, Alabama over the weekend. Tropical depression Claudette caused an 18-car wreck on a rain-soaked road. Ten people died in this fiery crash, nine of them children. When storms hit, we are reminded of the importance of having shelter. There's only one refuge that is certain, though. Like Noah and the ark, or the Israelites behind their bloody doorposts at Passover, we only find true shelter in God's protection. What blessings we have in Christ our Savior. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus. And here on Thursday, we're in a series called In the Footsteps of Peter. We all know people who talk the talk, but don't walk the walk. It's a particularly ugly thing to see in followers of Christ. In the Gospels, we see that Peter confessed Jesus to be the Christ. That was a true and sincere belief. He was talking the talk and beginning to walk the walk. But this great apostle would have a new path ahead of him, and learning to walk that path would be difficult, to say the least. He came to that amazing new understanding of God's plan in Acts chapter 10. We learned yesterday on the program that Peter knew that Jesus was Lord, but it was news to him that Jesus was Lord of everyone, whether Jew or Gentile. In a vision, God made it clear that there is no distinction anymore. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't matter their race or culture, their background or status. Christ is the only Savior. But it was time for Peter to put his money where his mouth was. As we continue to walk in his footsteps today, we're going to see theory turn to practice. It's one thing to say that Gentiles are included in God's saving grace. It's another thing to welcome an actual person into that grace. And that's exactly the challenge Peter faced in Acts chapter 10. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first, let's open with a song by the Haven of Rest Quartet. Yes, part of our heritage at this program. And humble thyself. Humble thyself. Humble thyself. In the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself. Humble thyself. In the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself. In the sight of the Lord. Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you up, and He will lift you up. Humble thyself in the sight of the Thyself in the sight of the Lord, and He will. 
If you've listened to this program through name changes and any number of decades over the last 87 years, you really enjoyed the Haven Quartet and Humble Thyself on a Haven Today called In the Footsteps of Peter. I'm Charles Morris. We're following in that apostle's footsteps this week. And we're still in, and we're looking at Acts chapter 10. I encourage you, to read the Gospels, as well as the book of Acts, to better understand who Peter was. But I also want to invite you to travel with British actor and Christ follower David Suchet, as he takes you to places that Peter went in his documentary called In the Footsteps of Peter. I'm David Suchet, and I'm in search of one of the most puzzling characters in history, a simple first-century fisherman who somehow became the founding father of the most powerful Christian church on earth. Wow, look at these! We know him as Saint Peter, mentioned more times in the New Testament than anyone except Jesus. Peter's character and what motivates him has always intrigued me. In this series, I'll be uncovering fragments of tradition and half-whispered traces of Peter's life, revealing surprising new discoveries and theories about the man who shaped a faith that came to dominate Western civilization. I know that as you watch that documentary in the footsteps of Peter, your faith will grow. You will see how the Lord used a simple fisherman like Peter to bring the greatest revival the world has ever known. And if he used a common man like Peter, he can certainly use someone like you and me. Call us after the program. Would you make your fiscal year-end gift to Haven today and ask for In the Footsteps of Peter? We're only a week away from the end of the month, our fiscal year-end deadline. We could use your support in making our budget. Here's the number to call after the program, 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online, you can watch the trailer to the film, And you can also, when you're there, make your gift for the DVD when you visit us at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And then after the program, I'll let you know how you can get a bonus DVD called In the Footsteps of Paul, along with the Peter documentary for your minimum year-end gift to the ministry. Now, as I said when we began our time together, we want to see how Peter put into practice his new calling to take the gospel to the Gentiles. Men from the household of a Gentile named Cornelius arrived at Peter's home, arrived at where Peter was staying. And we find this story recorded for us in Acts chapter 10. 
The men replied, We have come from Cornelius the centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. The next day Peter started out with them, and some of the believers from Joppa went along. The following day he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them, and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, You are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, Three days ago I was in my house praying at this hour, at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. 
So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Haven Today. And a reading from God's Holy Word by British actor David Suchet. And he was reading for us from Acts chapter 10. In the city of Caesarea, we meet a man named Cornelius. Luke, the author of Acts, describes him as a devout man who feared God with all his household. Now, that's not just a general description. I think that's a category. To Israelites, a God-fearer was someone who had come to believe the Hebrew Scriptures, attended synagogue, and, as we see here, prayed and gave alms for the poor, but would not undergo circumcision and full Jewish conversion. Cornelius, though still an outsider, clearly believed the Old Testament revelation that had been made known to him. Like many Israelites, he had believed God's promises about a coming Messiah, but he was not yet shown the fulfillment of those promises in Jesus Christ. A God-fearer who hasn't been circumcised was viewed with suspicion. Cornelius was well-respected among Jews, though, but at the end of the day, he was still a Gentile and not a Jew. But then there is the Spirit's help. And with the Spirit's help, both Peter and Cornelius would have to humble themselves and wait on the Lord. That's what we see in this amazing story. Peter arrives at the home of Cornelius. He explains that it's not lawful for a Jew to associate with a Gentile. He shouldn't be coming to this home. It was common practice to prepare food for guests. And in the ancient world, sharing a meal was a big deal. Something truly meaningful even religious, took place when people sat down to eat together. That's why the Pharisees were so upset that Jesus, apparently a rabbi, was sitting down with prostitutes and sinners. It's why it was so shocking the Messiah went to Zacchaeus' house. Peter was doing something no less shocking by showing up at Cornelius' house. But Peter put those impulses aside. He humbled himself He opened his heart to the Lord's gracious plan. Peter said it. God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. As believers in Jesus, wouldn't it be an amazing witness to the world to raise no objection to God's commands? How I long to be able to say that about myself. And I hope the same for you. We are so quick to protest. We even sideline the Lord's teachings. We tell him it's too hard. He calls us to love our neighbor. Even our enemies are supposed to receive our kindness and our prayers. But we tell our Father in heaven that this person or that group is beyond the pale. Well, what Peter displays here is the humility of Jesus. It's Christ in him at work. Peter can't do this by his own power, only with Christ's Spirit working in him. And that's no different for you or me. Jesus laid down his life for sinners from every nation, tribe, people, and tongue. It is the greatest act of humility ever to have happened. And so we can walk in humility and love only through this same Lord Jesus working powerfully within us. In this story, someone else also has to be humbled. Cornelius himself. 
acquainted with the scriptures of Israel. This God-fearer knew that the Lord humbles the proud but gives grace to the humble. What more proof of that statement do we need than this story? What happens at Cornelius' home is one of the great moments in the history of God's saving plan. Jesus' followers had some reservations about all these developments in the early church, but the Lord has no such reservations. With great humility, Cornelius not only welcomed Peter, he opened his heart to the message that Peter had to share with him. He says, it was good of you to come, and now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. What is Peter's sermon to that household of Cornelius? He tells them that God does not show favoritism, that he accepts people from all nations, and that Christ is Lord over all. Jesus came with the good news of peace, peace between God and man, and peace between sinners. Hearing that their sin problem had finally been dealt with through Jesus' death on the cross, a little congregation at a Gentile house receives the Holy Spirit and is baptized. The scene is so amazing that Peter's own travel companions are nothing but astonished. Even with all the amazing things that had happened in these early days of the church, it's still a surprise to them that the Spirit would even come to Gentiles. But that's what happened when Peter and Cornelius humbled themselves. Both believed true things, but they hadn't fully put them into practice. Peter especially was talking the talk. And that day, when he darkened the doorway of a Gentile's home, Peter walked the walk. His pathway wouldn't have always looked straight. He would struggle here and there to remain consistent. But in this amazing story of the conversion of Cornelius, we see that Jesus himself works his purposes in us. We obey his command to love only by receiving the power to do so. Maybe you've realized that you believe all the right things, but maybe those right beliefs need to convince your hands and feet to live them out. If you're only talking the talk, then just look at the footsteps that Peter took. Like Peter, humble yourself and begin to walk the walk. Not my will 
group with an English musician, Graham Kendrick and Wren's Collective, The Servant King, We Give Our Lives, here on Haven Today, in the footsteps of Peter. Now, before we have to go, I want to ask you a question. If Haven Today is a regular blessing in your life, would you pray about being a blessing to us by making a fiscal year-end gift to help us keep sharing the great story through our various media outlets including the radio program and our podcasts. And as a thank you for your 100% tax-deductible gift, I'd like to send you the documentary called 
in the footsteps of Peter. British actor and fellow Christian David Suchet will take you to various places and talk with experts to help you better understand who Peter was and how Peter was so changed by Jesus. As you watch this film, your faith will grow. And you'll see that if the Lord could use a simple fisherman like Peter to bring great revival to the world, he can use you and me as well. Would you call us right now? Would you make your gift to Haven today? But ask for in the footsteps of Peter. Here's the number to call. 800-654-2836. 800-65-HAVEN. Or go online and watch the film's trailer. You can make your gift for the DVD then at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And remember, if you want both In the Footsteps of Peter and In the Footsteps of Paul, both documentaries, we have the DVDs in a special bundle for your minimum gift to support the ministry. Ask about that when you call or read more about the bundle when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story, the story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. You can spot new parents a mile away, their faces beaming with delight while they gaze and coo at their little one. Sure, they get exhausted, but in those sweet moments, they forget how tired they are. And these precious days pass so quickly, but if we're paying attention, they can teach us something about the Lord. They give us a glimpse of the kind of love our Heavenly Father has for us, those who have been adopted into His family through faith in Christ. In the fourth Psalm, David wrote, Let the light of your face shine on us. Fill my heart with joy. In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. If you want to know the Father like that, daily time in God's Word is essential, and Anchor Devotional can help. Get started today. Visit GetAnchor.com.